Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. We start with the city of Vancouver's financial crisis right now. Mayor Kennedy Stewart says the COVID-19 pandemic has decimated the city's finances. The city faces potential drastic service cuts. Vancouver residents face possible massive property tax increases unless the city gets help. Let's talk to him about it right now. Mayor Kennedy Stewart, thank you for coming on. Yeah, thanks for having me. Appreciate it a lot. This is an extraordinary case you've laid out here in the last few days. You say Vancouver taxpayers could be hit with a 24% property tax hike. No, that's actually not what I said. What I said was the hit would be the equivalent of a 24% tax hike. I didn't say there would be a 24% tax hike. Uh, yeah, I know. But I'm just wondering why you would put something like that out there to start with. And the city, you said the city might have to lay off police officers and firefighters unless you get help. Is this reality or is this like just a bargaining tactic with the province to get the, yeah, the money? It's you're all reality, Mike. I mean, you know, just like Bonnie Henry and Adrian Dix have been honest with the public, this is what I'm doing, is that we're being very open about our financial situation at the city, uh, having a, a long discussion about it yesterday. And then I commissioned a study last week to talk about property tax defaults right. and showing that showed up to 25% of our residents may pay uh, a small amount or none of their property taxes, which would absolutely devastate our books. Uh, In total, our worst case scenario would be about a half a billion dollar operating uh, revenue loss, which would be financially devastating. And I think it's my job as mayor to lay that out. Uh, The headlines kind of sensationalize this, but, uh, you know, I'm just going to have to keep telling the public the truth. Well, the the sensational headlines reflect what you said, but you're really not going to lay off first responders during an emergency, right? I mean, we know you're not going to lay off firefighters and police officers during this crisis, so I'm just wondering why you would even suggest that. Look, if we have a half a billion dollar hit with no help from the federal and provincial governments, and it doesn't look like anything's coming, all options are going to be on the table here. It's not like a choice for us is that we cannot run deficits, uh, right by law. And yeah. um, uh, the last thing, and of course, what I've said in many interviews is why we need help is because we absolutely cannot lay off first responders in the middle of, of this pandemic. I wonder why, why would you put that on the table? The, the president of the Canadian Police Association said this week that cops and firefighters are stressed out enough without being threatened with layoffs and you're just making their anxiety worse. What do you say? Yeah, to I, again, being honest is never a popular thing to do, uh, but that's what I have to do for the public here is that to tell them and the province and the federal government how we're doing in cities. I just got off a call with uh, mayors all around the world. They're all facing the same problem. Uh, and what we're seeing is inaction from the federal and provincial governments in recognizing this. And so, you know, we've already laid off 1,500 staff at the city. Uh, there's more news coming this week. You saw what happened with TransLink. Uh, right. TransLink, 85% revenue loss, and yet no help at all. So, um, you know, at this point, I don't even think we're having proper conversations about this. So if you want an economic wow. recovery here in Canada... You have to have functioning municipalities because we approve all projects. So, um, you know, 
it's it doesn't make me a popular person, but I think I have to tell people the truth. When, when I when I talk to my sources in the BC government, they tell me they're not going to give you two hundred million dollars at this time, and I know you've heard the same thing. And one thing I've heard from the province is that before you ask for a bailout, that and you seem to be the only mayor in the province who's making a request like this right now. You better demonstrate that you've tightened your own belt first. You better show that you've done a deep dive into your yeah, own we, finances we, first. We've laid out find... 10% of our workforce already. We've laid out 10% you, you have, of our workforce. Ma- Mayor Stewart, you have, you have not looked at every penny of savings. I mean, just two weeks ago, your council approved $6 million in grants to arts organizations. $6 million to Mike, the, Van- six the Vancouver million Jazz, versus, the Vancouver six Jazz million Society. versus half a billion. I mean, come on, let's get our numbers straight here. Well, come, $6 billion well, come, to keep, uh, to, you know, that were already pre-approved grants versus half a billion dollars of the potential loss. I think you've got to make your, you know, you've got to put this in scale. Well, I'm, I'm just saying it's a question of priorities because two weeks ago, we already had the pandemic raging through the city. You had stores shutting down and being boarded up downtown. You mm-hmm. got thousands of people being laid off. And yet you're approving grants two weeks ago to the Vancouver Orchid Society and the Vancouver Tap Dance Society. Where is the priority Six million, Mike. Six million dollars. I'm talking a half a billion, and and that's why I think we're getting this controversy is because it's a it's a place we've never been before. It's a place you're seeing now. You're seeing layoffs in cities right across uh, the province, and you're going to continue to see this unless we have serious discussions. So, if the province isn't going to give us a uh, any kind of op- uh, liquid operating cash. What they need to do is they need to uh, pick up their property deferment, uh, pro- property tax deferment program, yeah. and help homeowners uh, by allowing them to defer their property taxes uh, until later uh, in the year. I, and I that is a program that's already offered to seniors. Right. If they want to help, they're going to have to extend that program. I think where the province is coming from, though, is they want to know that you have tried to find every penny of savings that you can before they before you come to them with a bailout. So, for example, I know that it's nice of you to stick up city, for the province, but they also have to recognize what's going on in their municipality. I'm not I'm not and, sticking I'm not sticking up for them. I'm just telling you the reality of where they're coming from on this. Like, for example, the the city has got a contingency fund of money that is set aside for emergencies and unforeseen expenses. It's called the Revenue Stabilization Reserve. And sure this was it is, in, yep. in your own report last week. Why not use that money? It you will got, be You got $130 million in there. Yeah, Mike, if, if, like I said, the best, there's nobody else that has information like I have because I, uh, I commissioned this very comprehensive study, a good study. It shows that if we have these property tax defaults, we're way beyond that. We're way beyond our, our reserves and our contingency, and there's a lot of numbers that float around out there. A lot of our, uh, the money that people are saying is so-called liquid is uh, locked up in property, for example. The city owns a bunch of property, but on that property sits co-ops and nonprofit housing and temporary modular housing. It's not something that you can just liquidate. So our, our ability to find giant amounts of cash to keep our operating going is not is not as, uh, you know, uh, available as, you know, you're seeing uh, the media report. So, the, the again, reven- we've, we've, we've laid off 1,500 workers already. Yeah. Mayor Stewart, the, the Revenue Stabilization Reserve is a liquid reserve of money. You got $130 million in there. You're asking for the province for $200 million. You got $130 million sitting there right now. And according to the, yeah, your, so your own staff, hang on, hang on. According to, oh. according, yeah, according to your own staff report, they said mon- this money is used for snow removal and other unplanned emergencies. There's no snowstorms coming. We're in an emergency right now. This is an emergency. You should oh, use Mike, that money. If there's a snowstorm in November, 
we have to have some reserves. If there's an earthquake, if there's a major catastrophe, that uh, you know, we, we can't strip it all the way down to zero. But if we don't get provincial help, that's what we'll have to do. And we'll have to do even uh, more dramatic uh, cuts. So, so again, uh, my job is to stick up for the city. That's what I'm doing. Uh, it may make the federal and provincial governments uncomfortable. You know, I did it by uh, pushing for an early state of emergency, which we did here. Uh, and that, that proved to be the right thing to do. This is what I'm doing well, here now is I'm ringing the bell and saying, look, your municipalities are in trouble. Um, well, okay, laying off staff all over the place. But you're saying that that could make the provincial government uncomfortable. I'm saying to you that this makes BC taxpayers uncomfortable because you're effectively asking all the taxpayers in the province to bail out your city in a city where spending has gone up 32 percent in five years. It's got so the, to the, do spend, with the spending, the, the spending like, that you got, got, no, the spending that you guys have approved has galloped way ahead of the inflation rate. You guys have lived way above your means, and now you're asking everybody else to bail you, you know, out. You know where most of that money has gone. Most of that money goes into labor, and it does because we've reinvested in police and fire. That's that's really where the increases have come over the last eighteen months. So, I mean, I think it's important, and this is a great uh, period of time for people to actually learn about their municipalities and how the finances work and what we actually invest in rather than just, you know, the rhetorical statements you uh, many people put out there is that there's all kinds of fat to trim in cities. There isn't. It's, you know, our not... main revenue source is property tax. And I'm what the right. study I released last week said that's under threat in a serious way. It's, so, not a, it's not a rhetorical statement, though, Mayor Stewart, to take a look at how much you guys are spending on things like public art and your communication staff and then compare you're that. You're talking about and, peanuts and, compared and then, to, yeah, but to you compare it's a $1.6 billion operating budget. Right. And that's why when you get into deep cuts, you do talk about frontline services like police and fire. It's happened in the past. Uh, and if we get this kind of hit, which is unprecedented, you know, you see the stock markets, you see what's happening to our economy, you see the layoffs, you see the number of people applying for unemployment, it's going to hit cities too. It is hitting cities. And because we can't run deficits, we're in a much different situation than federal and provincial governments. It's a question. So, of pri- it's a question of spending priorities by the city, and I think that's so what, what a, you lot cut, of, a lot of ta- how, how a lot would of you How would you come up with a half a billion dollars in savings from the city? Well, the first thing you could do is dip into that stabilization fund that you got sitting right there. That for okay, some that's reason gone, you don't want to go into three hundred million dollars to come up with. Well, there's there's other pots of money you could. How come you're the only mayor asking for a bailout? I mean, we just well, why we just, was I the first heard, mayor to come out and say we needed a state of emergency? We just heard the Surrey mayor on the newscast saying that he doesn't want a bailout. You said the Poco mayor there is cut back is has canceled this year's property tax increase you know how to zero percent. The Poco property tax cut cost that city $300,000. If we did the same tax cut, it would cost us $60 million. Cities are different. Vancouver is different than other municipalities. And, and we all know this, you know. I don't see a downtown east side in Poco, right? I don't see parades, pride parades, all these kind of things, fireworks, all the main things that you have in a core city. I don't see this in surrounding municipalities. But the thing I do see here is the engine of our provincial economy, And I'm telling you, you know, if transit's in trouble, if we can't get our building permits approved and our licenses approved, those types of things, we're not going to have much of an economic recovery. So this is why it's important for me to tell people the truth as to, you know, what's happening with city finances. Okay, you've laid it on the line. What has the province told you? I haven't heard anything. Didn't they tell you that you weren't going to get the $200 million? 
not directly to me. Okay. All right. Indirectly? Indirectly, yeah. Yeah. Mayor Stewart, I appreciate you coming on here today. Thanks a lot. No problem. Thanks for covering this. Oh, okay, thank you. That is Vancouver Mayor Kennedy Stewart there making the case for a provincial bailout, seeking $200 million from the provincial government. I don't think he's going to get it. I think this provincial government will be helping municipalities, but helping out one individual city, the biggest one in the province, with a $200 million bailout right now, I don't think is on at the moment. Here's Canada may be known for its landscapes and friendly people, but beneath the surface lies a darker side of crime, history, and the paranormal. Since 2017, the award-winning Dark Poutine podcast has explored the shadowy corners of the Great White North and beyond, delivering chilling tales from a uniquely Canadian perspective. Hosted by Mike Brown and Matthew Stockton with over 300 episodes and fresh releases every Monday, Dark Poutine is your weekly ticket to the creepier side of Canada. Listen to Dark Poutine on Apple, Spotify, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcasts.